0: to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me your host Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Royal Mail Group Limited and ephobe The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 33 and this week we're back with a regular episode after my interview with law101.info which went out a couple of weeks ago. If you didn't get a chance to check that out then um, do go back and have a listen it's a real bumper episode and hopefully you'll enjoy hearing a bit more about my views and opinions about a career in law and the legal system in general. Anyway the cases uh, this week is about employment law and in particular questions of discrimination. Mr. Ifobi worked for Royal Mail as a postman, but he does have qualifications in computing and so had aspirations to move up within the company to some sort of managerial or technical position. As such, he applied for about 30 different internal positions between 2011 and 2015, but was consistently unsuccessful. At this point, it is relevant to point out that Ifobi is from Nigeria and identifies as a Black African. As such, he brought a claim against Royal Mail to the employment tribunal, alleging that his failure to attain a more senior position was the result of direct or indirect discrimination based on his race. There were also related claims of racial harassment and victimisation. The claims were dismissed by an employment tribunal, but Ephobi's appeal to the Employment Appeal Tribunal was successful when it was held that section 136.2 of the Equality Act 2010 had been misinterpreted. The Court of Appeal then disagreed and reinstated the original decision, so Ephobi once again appealed, this time to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. As I just mentioned, this case deals with section 136.2 of the Equality Act 2010, but to properly explain this I need to offer some context. Originally, the Race Relations Act 1976 established a two-stage test for discrimination cases. The first stage placed the burden of proof on the claimant, and asked them to provide evidence demonstrating that an unlawful act of discrimination had occurred. If the claimant could do this, then the second stage of the test placed the burden on the employer and required them to provide reasons for their treatment of the claimant and that those reasons were not based on race. Should the employer be unable to do this then the claim would be successful. This is all relevant because the two-stage test subsequently became a part of the Equality Act 2010 but the wording of the first stage was changed so that whereas it previously read quote where the complainant proves facts end quote Section 136.2 now reads, quote, if there are facts from which the court could decide, end quote. The legal argument presented by Iphobi suggested that this change of wording meant that the burden of proof was no longer on the claimant at the first stage, and that the tribunal should instead just consider all of the evidence from a neutral starting point. However, the Supreme Court disagreed with this and held that there had not been a change in the law. After all, tribunals have always been obliged to consider all of the evidence in front of them at the first stage. The change in wording just makes it clear that this includes the evidence presented by both parties and not just the claimant. The wording does not change the fact that the burden of proof is on the claimant at this stage. One of the other issues that came up in these proceedings was around drawing adverse inferences. In particular, during the trial Royal Mail did not see fit to call upon as a witness any of the people who actually dealt with Mr Ifobi as a candidate. Instead they relied on evidence from a couple of managers who were familiar with and were able to speak to the recruitment process in general. Ifobi argued that the court should have drawn two adverse inferences from this fact Firstly, that the successful candidates were of a different ethnicity to Iphobi, and secondly, that the recruiters who rejected Iphobi's application were aware of his race when they did so. In response to this, the Supreme Court did point out that courts and tribunals are free to draw their own inferences from the absence of a witness using their common sense within the context of a case. However, in these proceedings, the tribunal was justified in not drawing the adverse inferences that Ifobey thought should apply. Furthermore, even if those inferences had been drawn, the justices pointed out that more evidence would have been needed to conclude that there had been discrimination. As a result, the burden of proof never passed to Royal Mail, and ifobe correctly lost the case. Overall, I think that this is an interesting case for all you linguists out there to think about, The change in wording from complainant proves to facts from which the court could decide does seem to suggest that the burden has shifted, or perhaps even that the test has changed now that the complainant is not explicitly mentioned. However, the fact that there did not seem to be any intention from Parliament to change the test when the Equality Act was introduced does go some way to justifying the slight verbal gymnastics from the Supreme Court to retain the two-part test in its current form. This is a test that makes it harder for employees to bring a successful claim, despite them being in a typically weaker position of economic power when a case goes to trial. Nevertheless, it is, in my view, an important hurdle that ensures that there is a case to answer. Here, the Royal Mail did not have a substantial case to answer from Ifobi, and so the appeal was rightly dismissed by the tribunal. Before I go, I haven't promoted the Facebook group in a little while, so jump on and join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash UK Law Weekly. People tend to post interesting stories there regularly, and we are a friendly bunch. Just last week, someone asked for reading recommendations for their child who has aspirations to be a lawyer, and loads of people jumped in the comments. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye! (music) Bye!